Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our Tuesday Super Bowl preview episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Listen, we've been doing some incredible analysis all across the Action Network the past 10 days. Loads of props, opinions on the sides, a steady stream of support for value on betting. Will there be overtime? Yes, that one of our guests, Nick Giffen, has been promoting all week long. On Thursday, Simon and I will finalize our bets. Today, we are going to dig very deep on mostly props with two of the most respected player projectionists in the business. First up, Chris Raybon. He just wrapped up his sixth season of the oft-mentioned weekly NFL betting preview on the Action Network podcast alongside the king of degeneration, Stucky. Raybon also is a regular on our Sunday morning panel show, Convince Me. We're also joined, as I said, by Luck Rankings architect Nick Giffen, along with the Sunday Six Pack and Raybon and Stucky, might be the second most referenced brand and name in the favorites universe, the multi-universe. Nick is part of our predictive analytics team and more importantly, host of the coolest show we do, Bet What Happens Live with Dr. Nick. At the end of today's episode, we will announce the winner of the favorites podcast, Bet365 Super Bowl Prop Contest. We'll reveal which listener's prop bet is now up and ready for wagering on Bet365. Plus, we'll hear from the winner of the contest himself, Matt Mitchell. Sat down with the winner. Before we get to Chris and Nick, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, back on the East Coast, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Chad, how we doing, brother? Brother, you've been on the East Coast for about 48 hours, maybe, and you've already <laughs> caught a cold. Yeah. if I was going to say, if that, uh, yeah, as soon as I got back to New Jersey, I think it was 28 degrees when I landed, and obviously I wasn't ready for it. I uh, I am sick. Thank God it's not COVID, but um, yeah, it's, it's rough when you're sick and you're getting used to back to being cold, Chad. I think you remember uh, whenever you go away and you come back, it's always like, ah, why do we live in the Northeast? But- this is this is the the place we love and the place we like to live. Simon, I usually at some point in the winter just give up all pretense, and by seven p.m. I'm under the covers. And last night was the night. It was seven p.m. I I finished dinner. I think my kid was out. Stacy had just gotten home, and I'm like. Going up. <laughs> and she's like, already? I was in bed and honest to God, my limbs were cold until <laughs> eleven thirty, like just freezing. And I by the way, I don't even think I left my house yesterday. That's how uncomfortable I was. I my statement was like, just turn up the heat. I'm like, I can just get in bed. It'll be fine. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a hermit, you know what you need to do? You need to go get those new Apple goggles. I went and got them, Chad. It is truly life-changing. It is the weirdest thing ever, but it is the future is now. 
dude, that's a whole separate podcast we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I've been wondering who is going to buy those. As a reminder, <laughs> the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. I like that our sponsors are adding so many more states <laughs> so fast. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right. We got Raybon. We got Giffen. They are masters of their craft. We're going to go through four, five picks, whatever it takes. Raybon, you're up first. Give the people what they want. Tell them what they want to hear. What side are you on in the game? What's up, Chad? What's up, y'all? I am on the Kansas City Chiefs plus two. And I think there are a lot of different small things that add up to where if you just look at the full season numbers, you're going to get San Francisco should be the obvious favorite. And they are. But I think the market's underrating a few things. I think the biggest thing is that in that championship game, Tony Hardman, Sky Moore, Justin Ross, four of their wide receivers. They played one combined snap outside of the kneel downs, uh, and that was McCole Hardman getting one snap. Uh, those guys have accounted for 11 drops, seven interceptions on the year, uh, you know, completely inefficient in terms of a yards per play basis, four fumbles, uh, two game losing plays, uh, both by Kadarius Tony. So if you look at Mahomes, his yards per attempt, just removing those four guys, goes from seven to seven and a half. A half a yard in attempt is that's correlated directly with point differential. His interception rate nearly cuts in half. And then this San Francisco pass defense, since Mufunga went down on third downs, they're they're bottom three pass defense. Like not a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, they've really struggled. And then you also look at, okay, well, Pacheco, he played 93% of the snaps last week. He's probably going to do that again. He averages four and a half yards per carry just under all other running backs that touched the ball for the Chiefs this year averaged just under three and a half yards per carry. So I don't think this Chiefs offense is like everyone's saying this, you know, it's like it's not the usual Chiefs offense. They're not good, but they really trimmed all the fat. Uh, and so I expect them to do that again. And then on the other side of the ball, Brock Purdy, you know, his four worst games came in times where, you know, Debo is hurt for part of them. I think uh, Trent Williams is hurt, but Nine of his 12 picks and 11 of his 21 turnover-worthy throws came in four games, and it was that Cleveland game, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. What did they all have? Great defensive coordinators. Jim Schwartz, Brian Flores, Anna Rumo, who famously shut down Mahomes, uh, Mike McDonald, the hottest head coaching candidate. Steve Smagdolo might be better than all those guys. Remember, last year, everyone was worried about Kansas City's run D, right? Coming against Philly, number one run offense. They held him to... 3.6 yards of carry in the Super Bowl on 32 carries. So uh, I, I trust Spagnolo here. I think we should too. And I mean, Mahomes is a dog, 10-1-1 against the spread, covering by 7.5 points per game. In the postseason, he's lost three times in 17 playoff games, twice to Tom Brady, 
once to Joe Burrow and kind of like a freak game where they screwed up before the end of the first half and didn't get any points when they were on like the one yard line. Uh, and that's all his losses. So now he's an underdog against Brock Purdy. I'll take the points all day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Simon, you and I are going to go so deep on this on Thursday, um, breaking down this game and the sides and the total. But here's a question I have for you before we get to the next bet, which is we firmly believed in the Ravens uh, in the AFC title game. Well, you did. And partially because we expected the Ravens to do the right thing, which was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Raybon just made a really good point. No Justin Ross, no Michael Hardman, no Kadarius Tony. Like they basically sat every guy who is terrible on the Chiefs. They finally got around to that. Was that a one-time thing? Can we expect them to do it again? What is your take on that part of the scenario? Us betting on a side in which we have to count on the coaches not screwing it up. I agree with him. It doesn't feel like the Chiefs have found their identity in the playoffs, right? On offense, where it's like Mahomes, he's not here to be everyone's buddy anymore. Like he was nice to all these receivers all season. He never went to the media about them. He kept trying to give them touches and looks. Now in the playoffs, he's kind of cold-blooded, right? It's like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down my best guys. And his best guys is who? Kelsey and Rice. So it seems like he's kind of shifted his focus where it's like, I don't mind forcing into my best guys if I know I can trust them. And you know, we, we're going to break it down, obviously, like you said, on Thursday. But it's like the matchups, what they can do on offense. I mean, Chris already nailed it. Like, there's a bunch of stuff they can do that can counter what the 49ers want to do. And I mean, you talked about it last week. Like, this 49ers defense, we both agreed. We don't think they're as good as people perceived, right? Like, there's a bunch of things you can attack on this defense that during the regular season they kind of got away with. The playoffs, you don't get away with that. Especially now we're giving two weeks to Andy Reid to prepare for this defense. So, again, it all skews towards this Chiefs team. The more you dive into it, the more it feels like it skews to taking this plus two. Nick. Do we want to talk about the luck rankings? I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I think we should go to the luck rankings because okay. I'm not betting the, the over on this game, but this game is a luck over. It's important to at least lead off with that because we, we just talked about the side here. Let's talk about the total. This game has a luck total of plus 2.6, which puts it in luck over territory for the playoffs. And look, the luck rankings this year, uh, when we look at all the sides and the totals, when it met certain thresholds at certain points in the season, uh, we would either bet on a, a side if it was uh, you know a luck difference of 24 or more, a luck gap of 50% or more, uh, or a luck total if it hit certain plus or minus thresholds at different times of the year. The luck rankings went 50, 30, and 3 on the luck rankings picks in the regular season, which is 62.5%. And that's against closing lines, right? So the luck rankings are beating... Closing lines in a 83 game sample size. And so far in the playoffs, they're right there too. We said 50 and 30. Well, if you just divide those by 10, five and three, that's what we are in the playoffs. So 62 and a half percent in the playoffs as well, just based off luck rankings, picks versus closing lines. And so, like I said, this is a luck total plus 2.6 in the playoffs. That's enough to be a luck over. Normally we would want at least five uh, in the regular season, but because we have even more data, right? We accumulate weeks 13, 14, 15, 16, et cetera. Uh, we can start to narrow those thresholds down even further to show what truly is uh, luck from variance. And 
Luck totals above plus 1.6 are 10 and 3 to the over the last six years in the playoffs and luck totals below minus 1.6. So that 1.6 number is pretty key uh, are 22 and 7 to the under last six years in the playoffs. So combined, if it's beyond an absolute value of 1.6, uh, then it's 32 and 10. The, the luck totals are 32 and 10 to the respective direction over the last six years. That's over 75% uh, in the playoffs last six years. So uh, pretty solid sample size there of two, 42 games. If we just look at the Super Bowl, four of the last five Super Bowls have actually had luck totals below minus two and a half. So they were luck unders. And all four of those Super Bowls did stay under. So the luck rankings are 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Uh, so this one is a luck over, right? We're above that 1.6 number at 2.6 even. And that's broken down by Kansas City's luck team total plus 2.75 and San Francisco's luck team total minus 0.19. So Kansas City actually makes up the bulk of this potential to go over, uh, which makes them the unlucky team in this matchup. That goes right along with what uh, Raybon was talking about as well. They've been slightly more unlucky this year, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have. And so when I when I do it all out, when I do like my recency weighted, schedule adjusted, expected scores, right? And the expected scores are the, the crux behind the luck rankings. Um, they're saying, you know, maybe a game was 40 to 15 or something, but the expected score was actually 30 to 20. Then it's a little closer than, uh, you know, a 25 point blowout. Maybe it only should have been a 10 point game. Uh, so the, the recent schedule adjusted expected scores have this at around 47 to 47 and a half. Uh, so pretty, pretty close to right in line with what's out there. Uh, so I haven't made a play on the total, but for the luck ranking purposes, of course, we are grading this as a luck over against whatever the total closes at. All right. couple questions. Number one, why? Because I've already bet the yonder. And so this makes me sad uh, <laughs> because I have uh, done fairly well betting on luck overs and unders this year. Historically, I have been a terrible totals better. You can look in the app you can see my record and you can see that like totals were not a place where I was performing well, except this year. Cause I just decided if it's a luck ranking total, I'm betting it. So I'm disappointed. Uh, you've hurt my feelings, Simon. Oh, wait, what is your expected score? You said Kansas city is plus two, 2.75. So where do you have like a, a popular prop is going to be Kansas city total points scored. Mm -hmm. Where do you have it versus the market? Yeah, so I would break Kansas City to go over their team total. So, uh, you know, if you if you're looking at team totals here, I, I think Kansas City instead of betting the total, why don't you just take the Kansas City team total over? Uh, because when we combine the 49ers defense with the Kansas City Chiefs offense, what has happened is the 49ers have been a little lucky to hold teams to uh, below scoring uh, compared to what was expected in the games they played, just based off the play-by-play -play data. We ran these games over you know, 10, 100,000 times. San Francisco got a little lucky to, to allow teams to score a little less than expected. And Kansas City, on the flip side, scored a little less than expected in their games. So overall, it, it's a combination of both San Francisco's defense and Kansas City's offense that just came in a little under on uh, scoring, which means 
uh, versus expectation, which means if they meet expectation, we expect the books will probably be setting Kansas City's team total a little bit too low. So I actually think that would be my favorite kind of way to play the luck rankings in this game. Simon, we've already bet the under. What are we doing here? I let it ride. I mean, we we, we talk all the time. Let you're, it ride. You're betting Super Bowl. You're betting what you believe is the game script, right? You're yep. you're kind of projecting out. All my props are tied to it. It's just like last year. Me and you like the Eagles in the over. All my bets were tied to that. And same with this year. It's like if the Chiefs, again, they could win with this being a shootout. Is that likely, Chad, for us? No. If this becomes yeah. a shootout, that's going to favor this 49ers team. So, um, yeah, if the way I projected out, I have it at 46. So, obviously, I like this number toward the under. The crazy thing I thought this week was a couple of really sharp books moved to 48, and they got slammed with mm-hmm. under money. So they quickly moved back down to 47 and a half. So no surprise here, Chad. The public, they like the over. The professionals like the under. And it's what we talked about, right? The two two best scoring defenses. So we project out that these defenses play pretty well in this game. So, um, yeah, the fact that I was hoping it was going to get to 49 or 48 and a half, and it's just it doesn't feel like it's ever going to get there, Chad. It just feels like the professional money will come in. So um, won't be shocked if we see this just stay at 47 and a half by the time the game kicks off. And, yeah, and I like to, uh, I want to say to to Simon's point here, uh, when it opened at 48, right, I said, based off of my schedule adjusted expected scores and stuff, which is using the luck rankings data, uh, the expected scores that I had around f- between 47 and 47 and a half. So if you bet the opener under 48, I would have been, you know, leaning with you guys as well. So just because the luck rankings say over doesn't mean I'm not willing to go against my own luck rankings either. Well, that's good to know because I'm going against you and the luck rankings and it makes me sick to my stomach. So, it does. Uh, Raybon, it's interesting to me that Simon says all of these bets, you know, it ends up being the bets you like the most play to the script that you expect the game to be. So, no surprise to me that one of your favorite props is Patty Mahomes. Not to throw a pick. Uh, it's about even money on both sides right now. So I know you like that, Chad. I know I it's do. not convinced me, but I figure I'll try to convince you to take <laughs> this. So Mahomes in a regular and interceptions, you generally, you know, you're going to use some large sample data too, because there is a lot of kind of up and down with that. But regular season, Patrick Mahomes throws a pick exactly half the time, half of his games, 48 to 96. In the postseason, that drops to four of 17. He's thrown a pick in. And he's playing some of the best ball of his life. And we kind of talked about it when, because you're going with Kelsey and Rice, like Simon mentioned, those are two pretty like low to intermediate average depth to target guys. So they're very efficient targets that like Rasheed Rice is a wide receiver catching six balls a game, but his average depth to target is like five yards downfield. So Mahomes is not really putting the ball in harm's way. Obviously when you throw to Kelsey, you're not putting the ball in harm's way. And then I talked about seven interceptions, you know, Mahomes threw 14 on the year. Seven were to the four guys that played a combined one snap last week and may not play at all this week. So I don't think Mahomes' um, in, true interception rate is being factored into the market. They're more just kind of looking at this year, which was like a career high because of all those guys. And then even lately, because Mahomes, you know, they said, hey, we got a wake-up call after that Raider game. We kind of switched up our offense. We whittled it down. Mahomes hasn't had a turnover-worthy throw, according to PFF, a turnover play period that 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 includes like fumbles or anything in four games that's the longest stretch of his career including 2018 when he was just playing on another planet that spans you know 132 attempts 147 dropbacks and then i gotta rest that so uh patrick mahomes since he came in since he became a starter has had the most 
interceptions overturned by the refs by five times more than any other quarterback. Like it's literally like Mahomes has like 50 of these things and no other quarterback has even 10. So if there's anyone likely to get a little bit of help, we'll hold and call, you know, a little DPI come out late that overturns the pick is going to be Patty. So uh, I like Mahomes not to throw a pick. I'll bet this up to about minus 150. I think it's more like 60, 40 um, that he doesn't throw a pick and the market has it pretty even right now. All right, Dr. Nick, uh, before we take a break here for a second, do you think that because Mahomes has played so well that he plays, is he due for regression? Uh, well, I wouldn't say he's due for regression, but I would say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in line with Raybon here. I think he's uh, probably not going to throw in interception uh, just based off of what we've seen. Uh, all the things Raybon mentioned. I mean, look at those guys that he's been throwing interceptions to that aren't going to be playing. I think that's a huge part of it. And I do agree. We need to look at his longer term average to kind of get where it is. So that doesn't mean he's going to throw an interception or not going to throw an interception. It's all I mean, you know, if we played this game a gazillion times over. I always go back to that. How many times would he throw an interception? And that's how I always do things as the math brain here. But I do think if he throws an interception, <laughs> it's going to be to Traverius Ward, the San Francisco 49ers cornerback. Uh, and going to Raybon's point here about longer term rates, if we look at Mahomes' career, the number one place he throws interceptions above expectation is to the right side of the field, shorter right side, especially. Uh, and so that's where Traverius Ward is covering because he's the 49ers left cornerback, uh, which means it'll be on the right side of the Chiefs offense. So he'll be guarding Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Justin Watson a whole lot, uh, which are probably the guys you know, that are going to be more likely to uh, be picked off if Mahomes is thrown their way than a guy like Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey. Uh, so I like, I, I wrote up my first bet, I think it was for the Super Bowl, was Traverius Ward interception 10 to 1. Uh, that's since been bet down to plus 750. I think I still like it a little thin value there at plus 750. So you can like both of them. You can like Mahomes not to throw an interception, but then if he does also like Traverius Ward as well. So that's kind of where I'm heading. Well, look, we're always looking for ways to hedge. Uh, Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's game time. I love game time for two reasons. They still sponsor this show. I actually also use game time all the time. They have amazing last minute deals, including pro and college games. No joke. I just used game time to buy tickets to go see my alma mater. Indiana University play against Northwestern in Bloomington, Indiana. But I'm going to take it one step further. I'm opening the Game Time app right now here from my house in Connecticut, in New York City. I can get in to see professional basketball. I can see the Nets for less than 20 bucks. I can see the Knicks for less than 80 bucks all tonight in New York. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out. Have some fun this week. You deserve it. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the GameTime app and use code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, Nick, you just gave us a bonus with Chavarius Ward. Give us another one. You have something to say about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, this, I is, my, this my, is my favorite. My, my mind reading 
We're, we're on the favorites. This is my favorite Super Bowl prop. Uh, oh and that is Christian McCaffrey's first carry to go over three and a half yards. So we'll already either have a bet won or lost, you know, within the, his first carry of the game. Uh, but, you know, if, if we just look this year, he's cleared three and a half yards on the first carry in 11 of 16 games, including the playoffs this year, in games where Trent Williams also played. I think that's important because we want to make sure we're using the relevant offensive line here. Uh, and so that's a 68.9% rate that he's gone over. Now, we don't want to use a 16 carry sample size. That's not fair. So let's look at a larger sample size. Let's look at all rushes outside the red zone, not on fourth down with Trent Williams this year. And I think that's fair because McCaffrey's first carry is not going to be in the red zone, most likely. His first carry this year occurred no closer than uh, the opposing 45-yard line, and he didn't have a first carry on fourth down in the last several years. So I think it's a fair sample size. In that case, if we just look at those rushes, he clears uh, 116 out of 217 times with a median of four. So already the median's longer than three and a half uh, and that's 53.5%. That equates to minus 115. Uh, but I, I do think that's maybe like the worst case scenario. This number should be as minus 115. But I think if we narrow it down even further, we'll see it should be probably closer to minus 150. If we look at the scripted plays, right? So that's very often like the first 15 or so offensive plays. Uh, and I've trimmed it down to the first 12 offensive plays, allowing for the fact that there could be a penalty or two that kind of negates a play that would have been scripted. So if we look at each team's first 12 plays, I should say San Francisco's first 12 plays that they actually ran in each game, uh, Christian McCaffrey cleared it 60% of the time, uh, 37 out of 62. And his median wasn't four yards. His median was five yards. So half the time he had at least five yards uh, on a carry. Now, if we just look at literally just the first three carries of the game, he's cleared at 65% of the time. So it seems like right off the bat, 49ers come out with a game plan uh, to, you know, really let Christian McCaffrey shine. He's cleared it, like I said, 65% of the time, 31 out of 48 carries uh, of the first three carries of the game. Uh, he has cleared three and a half yards. So, uh, and it also makes a lot of sense to look at the beginning part of the game because what's happening in the second half, the 49ers are getting big leads, right? And so defenses can key in on the fact that they know Christian McCaffrey is going to run at a higher rate uh, and, and limit his yards per carry. So I do think it makes a lot of sense to throw out a lot of that later game stuff, that second half stuff where defenses are kind of changing their game plan because they know the 49ers are changing their game plan to be more run heavy. So I think it's a fair sample size to say this is somewhere around a 60% chance of clearing or getting it. I got it at minus 110. It's since been bet to minus 115. Still love it at minus 115, considering I have at least minus 150 as fair value. And we haven't even mentioned he's going against Kansas City. who's 27th in defensive rush DVOA. That's 5% worse than the average team Christian McCaffrey has faced this year. Simon, I feel like I'm already looking for ways to bet on the Niners that aren't ways to bet on the Niners to win the game. This feel, and that are on Christian McCaffrey. This feels like the perfect bet for someone like me right now. He's also your boyfriend. You can't quit him. You've been obsessed no. with this guy this whole season. So I am. I have him for uh. MVP. I think he should have been MVP. <laughs> I think he's, a, I think he might be the best offensive player in football. He's the most dynamic. He runs hard. He finds yeah, the holes. He can catch out of the backfield. Nothing not to love about this guy. 
And and Nick had me for a second. I thought he was going to start off by telling us to take tails. I was like, oh, my God, is he really going to go coin flip here? But uh, <laughs> no, he pulled a fast one. He went first carry of the game with McCaffrey. And just picking back on what he said, the Chiefs, they struggle at contacting running backs in the backfield. They're like, I think they're 30th or 29th in the league at contacting running back behind the line of scrimmage. So right there plays right into what Nick's talking about. It's like they don't – they're not the kind of guys that just grab guys down behind the line. They usually let a guy pick up a couple yards before dragging them down. So – we talked about it. they have undersized linebackers. Who does that benefit? McCaffrey in this run, run blocking scheme. So um, me and you joked about before we came on, Chad, if they run the ball 40 times in this game, I swear the 49ers will somehow win this game. It's just that's the weakness, the glaring weakness of this Chiefs team. So um, I'm fading a lot of props right now on this 49ers team. But ones I had piggyback Nick off of is I like the McCaffrey props and Debo props. Like the, the Chiefs have struggled against guys in the slot. Debo runs out of the slot. I mean, his numbers are even juiced up to minus 120. I believe it's over 58 and a half receiving yards now. Still love it. Like Debo, these are the kind of games he shines in. Like the games that he isn't playing for tomorrow, right? This is it. This is the perfect game for yeah. Debo, the man that uses his body more physically than anyone else. So uh, that's where I'm at with the, the 49ers. Like I don't want to put too much money into them like you talked about. We're, we're heavy in the Chiefs here, but there's just tons of value on this 49ers team that I can't pass on. That's that's definitely one of them. Playing McCaffrey. Playing Debo, I love the value on both those guys this week. All right, listen. Um, I would like to run through MVPs for each of you. We've covered the side, we've covered the total, we've covered some fun props um, for Mahomes, for McCaffrey, uh, interceptions. Uh, let's do a rundown of MVP long shots, MVP picks. Raybon, let's start with you. I'm gonna go with a guy in the Chiefs, and I think Nick is too. And I, so, like, I, and I like hedging both of these guys together because I think both of them have a great shot. I'll go with the more obvious one. That's Travis Kelsey uh, at fourteen to one. So I think you're getting a little value on Kelsey because we know over the last twenty years or so, a lot more pass catchers have won. You know, Branch, Edelman, uh, Hines Ward, Santonio Holmes, uh, Cooper Cup. So we're, we're starting to see a lot of a lot more pass catchers win. Uh, and we, then we know Kelsey scored in eight of the last nine playoff games with Mahomes, 13 out of 17, and he's had 18 touchdowns overall. So uh, there's a possibility, you know, if he gets a touchdown, remember last time in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs put up 38 points last year. Mahomes only had 182 yards. He had three scores. But, you know, if Kelsey is able to put up a good, you know, a good yardage total with a touchdown, it's possible that, um, you know, that, that Mahomes doesn't get it if the Chiefs win. Now, you look at San Francisco, their numbers have been good against tight ends on the year, but they really haven't faced anyone. The three toughest tight ends they faced, Sam Laporta, nine catches for 97 on 13 targets. Trey McBride, 10 for 102 on 11 targets. And TJ Hawkinson, 11 for 86 on 12 targets. And then th there is some precedent for like a legend like Mahomes if the Chiefs were to win for to not get it. Because he's won two, right? He's won two Super Bowls. He's won two MVPs. Well, Brady won two. And then when he won his third Super Bowl... Deion Branch won it. That's a that's his that's a pass catcher. When Brady won two more after that with the Patriots, then his third one, Julian Edelman wins it. So maybe I don't. Maybe there's a little bit of voter fatigue coming in when we know Kelsey's the man of the hour now. You know, with all the all the hoopla surrounding him. So I, I think he's a. I think he should be less than fourteen to one. I think I think he's more. He's a lot more in the mix here. And but you're getting value because tight end is never one. You're getting value because. San Francisco's been good against tight ends, and you've been getting value because I think the Chiefs are a little undervalued. So for all those reasons, I like Kelsey. Counter-narrative. There's no bigger fan of love than me. Everyone knows 
I love love. <laughs> Huge fan of love. Massive fan of the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift storyline. I think that the they just seem happy. They seem to genuinely like each other. And he seems like a sweet guy. I love her music. I want them to be together forever. I do think, I do think that sports writers are irascible, unsentimental group. Well, everyone would think, great, Travis Kelsey, career capstone. I think because of Taylor Swift, they might vote against him. That's what I think. And this is a narrative award. I'm just saying, knowing sports writers the way I do, people will not want to be heartwarming in this spot. Nick Giffen, what's my alternative? Yeah, well, I guess if you want to vote against uh, the the Swift-Kelsey narrative, then you're going to go to the other option in this receiving game, and that's Rasheed Rice, uh, 60 to 1. I got him 70 to 1. He's still 61. Still love that value at 60 to 1. I mean, if you like the MVP value on Kelsey, and and I can't argue against Raybon there, then you have to like Rasheed Rice MVP at 61 because if we compare the two, Rasheed Rice has been better than Travis Kelsey in the second half of the year in this offense. Like if we look since Thanksgiving, targets per game, Rasheed Rice nine, Travis Kelsey seven and a half. Explosive games, which I'm saying 90 plus yards because that's kind of the the minimum yardage needed for a receiver to win MVP. Uh, Rasheed Rice four, Travis Kelsey two. Touchdowns, Rasheed Rice four, Travis Kelsey three because sometimes the MVP award is is kind of a touchdown-based award. So Rasheed Rice has been as good or better than Travis Kelsey since Thanksgiving. So I think there's a lot of sneaky value in taking Rasheed Rice. If we look, um, you know, Raybon was mentioning all those receivers that have one. Let's just look at the last two, which have occurred in the last five years. Cooper Cup two years ago and and Edelman uh, four or five years ago. Cooper Cup had uh, eight catches on 10 targets, only 92 yards. He didn't even crack the century mark, but he had two touchdowns, which I think uh, put him over the top there. Uh, And then Edelman, he had 10 catches on 12 targets for 141 yards, but he had no touchdowns. So those are within Rishi Rice's range of outcomes. He's put up numbers exactly like those, other than the multi-touchdown game. But if he goes... 10 for 12, 141, and one touchdown. That is a very MVP-worthy stat line. Uh, And, you know, I think that's uh, a stat line that Travis Kelsey has only really met once since Thanksgiving. And, of course, that was, you know, the most recent playoff game here in the conference championship. But Rasheed Rice has met that stat line combined with catches, yards, uh, and touchdowns like three times since Thanksgiving. Rasheed Rice also, he only lines up on the outside right side where he would be facing Charvarius Ward. 20% of the time. And I think Kansas City would be, especially with two weeks to plan, would be smart to scheme him up away from Traveris Ward even more, uh, which could make this offense really Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and Pacheco focused uh, with Mahomes, of course, dishing it out to those guys. So uh, I think this becomes a pretty concentrated offense, which means it becomes a pretty concentrated MVP race, at least if you look at Kansas City winning uh, and then the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, we can't neglect the defense, but uh, ideally, if Kansas City wins, it's going to come from the offense. Another guy who's in that same price range, George Kittle on San Francisco's side of the ball. He has one extra mouth uh, to deal with than, uh, you know, than Rasheed Rice has. He's got Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. That's four guys that he has to contend with. Rasheed Rice mainly has three other offensive players, like I mentioned, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco to contend with. So he's got less competition at a similar price range as George Kittle. And then if we look at Travis Kelsey, who's down in the teens, uh, very similar stat line, very similar competition level because they're on the same team. He's just so much longer. So, you know, if I do some back of the napkin math, we just look at the Chiefs money line. That's like 45% to win. Uh, If we say Mahomes 
wins it 75% of the time. Let's be generous there and say Mahomes win at 75%. If it's split equally between Kelsey Pacheco and uh, Rasheed Rice, then that should put Rasheed Rice around 30 to 1. If we say, well, it should favor Kelsey, then that would put Rasheed Rice around 45 to 1. So I think anything longer than 45 to 1 is value. All right, Simon, we've got two Chiefs, long shot MVPs. Are you going to close it out for us? Yeah, I call this the Cowherd bet. Who is Cowherd's favorite player in this game, Chad? Patrick Mahomes. No, it's Sam Darnold. You've not ever watched that man's show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be generationally wealthy. <laughs> Sam Darnold. And <laughs> it's a stupid bet. I hate it, but it's a bet I have to make. It's a bet where we've seen Purdy go down in our first quarter of a playoff game before. We've seen him take blindside hits because Shanahan schemed up wrong and he blocked one of the best DNs in football with a tight end. Like these things can happen. So it's crazy. But Sam Darnold right now is 200 to one. So I'm going to throw a little bit on that. It's it's crazy odds. You need a miracle to hit it. But I love those kind of bets. Obviously, the boring chalk bet is going to be Mahomes. So I'm staying away from that. Um, I get it if you want to play that. But I like long shots. So my second big long shot is Fred Warner. It's all there, right? Like if he could get turnovers, he can make big stops. I could see him stealing this award just because he's a recognized name. You talked about the writers love him, right? If you're a beat yes. writer of the 49ers, you love him. And then the Chiefs side, they respect all of him. I mean, I think he just set the record for most tackles in the playoffs for the 49ers defense historically. Like, this guy has just been incredible. His whole career has been incredible. Never, no, no one has a bad word to say about Fred Warren. And that, we always talk about their narrative-driven awards. So that's why I like Sam Darnold. That's a crazy story. If he just came in and threw for 150 yards and two touchdowns, I know it sounds stupid, but I could see him winning this. Same goes to Fred Warner. Fred Warner gets a pick six. Any type of turnover that flips the game, I could easily see him winning this award just because what Nick talked about. The 49ers are going to cannibalize each other on offense. So it's going to be really hard to pick a guy out there where defensively there's a couple of guys that stand out. Like Ward you could take as well, but I like the price on Fred. We just see time and time again linebackers usually have a bigger impact on these type of games. So, um, yeah, I like Fred and I like the long shot Sam Darnold. Remember it when you were in high school and we all built forts or played with Legos? No, no, it's fun. A lot of Fred Warner fetishizing goes on in press boxes, media <laughs> rooms, you name it. Sports writers love themselves some Fred Warner. Simon, everyone that knows me, including you, including Matt Mitchell, knows I'm obsessed with eating well. I avoid sugar, truth. I avoid seed oils, truth. My body is a temple. I seek out quality in everything I eat, including meat and seafood. That's why I love our friends at Good Shop. Good Shop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality, all American meat and seafood, and they deliver them to your door on your schedule. We're talking 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime fillets, thick-cut bacon, wild-caught salmon, and shrimp. Just to name a few, if you are too busy betting Super Bowl props to head to the grocery store or wait in line at a butcher, Good Shop has you covered and it won't cost a fortune. Good Shop's price per meal starts at just $3.74 and that includes a 100% money back guarantee. Love Good Shop or get your money back. Go to goodshop.com slash favorites120 and use code favorites 120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at favorites120 
at goodshop.com slash favorites120 for $120 off goodshop.com slash favorites120 code favorites120. All right. I promised, I promised that we would have the uh, winner of our contest come on during the show. Matt Mitchell spoke to him. Number one, shout out to the guy who submitted Mahomes and Auto. looked up the median home and auto prices in the Kansas City Metroplex for his prop. That's Brian Goldberg and his son, Gerald. Other finalists. Let's see, there was a blackjack prop. Either team to score exactly 21 points at any point during the game. There was a hit on 16. Either team converts third and 16 or fourth and 16 for a first down. Matt Mitchell, you want to come in and take this away? Okay, and last but not least, Uncle Mitch. To wrap this up, one, I want to shout out Josh Chavis on Twitter for posting that he couldn't figure out who Brock Purdy looked like, and he finally figured it out. (laughs) And it's Lee Harvey Oswald. I've never seen something more correct. So shout out to Josh Chavis. I also want to thank all of the many, 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 many listeners who submitted props. I was overwhelmed with how many we got. Sorry, I couldn't get back to everybody. Outstanding job. I'm sorry we could only pick one. And ultimately, it was up to gaming regulations and Bet365 for what they they picked. So uh, in my mind, you're all winners. Thank you for listening. I also want to thank Michael Sard and his shirt company, Tombolo, which makes uh, extremely vibrant terry cloth based shirts, of which I'm a big fan. Turns out he is a listener of the show and is sending uh, Chad, Simon, and myself uh, Super Bowl shirts that they are creating. I'm very excited to slip terry cloth against my Adonis-like body. I'm sure you are too, Chad. Um, I wasn't sure they made shirts that small, but they're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's time now for you, Chad, to announce the winner of the contest. Please take it away. Bet365 selected a winner from listener Chandler Baljamin. It is titled the Broctopus. Brock Purdy to record an octopus at plus 1400, which is now live on Bet365 under Super Bowl specials. Reminder, an octopus, that would be Brock Purdy to run or throw for a touchdown, Brock Purdy to run or throw for a two-point conversion. Matt, we're going to bring you back in. He spoke to Chandler. Congrats to Chandler. Thank you for playing. Thank you for listening. Here is the interview that Matt did with Chandler. And all that buildup and all of this hoopla, is it as big as it seems? I think it's bigger than it seems. It's the biggest thing in your life. All right, as promised, I'm now joined by our favorites podcast, Bet365 Super Bowl Prop Contest winner, Chandler Baljamin. Chandler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Chandler, where are you coming to us from? Beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. And what is your racket out there, Chandler? What do you do? I work for a software company. It's a lot of uh, staying inside and watching a lot of football. And do you have any people or animals that live with you? Yeah, I got a couple cats. One uh, named Cam Newton. Got him uh, during the 2015 season. I was all about him. So 
that's wonderful. Congratulations to you and to Cam Newton for your big win. Obviously, for everyone by now knows the winning pick was the Brocktopus, Brock Purdy to record an octopus in the Super Bowl. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with this prop? Yeah, it all starts with the fun name. You know, I wanted to stay away from any Kelsey antics or Chiefs antics from big Raiders fans. So I knew I wanted to focus on the Niners. Uh, I was thinking about the names and I remembered Brocktober you guys talked about. And I, I could almost hear it in Scott Hansen's voice just saying Brocktopus. That was that. I went, wanted to bet it and didn't really think about uh, plausibility or anything. But one something I want, that I want to root for and people are going to want to root for, which is Brock Purdy beating these Chiefs. Wow, a Raiders fan with a job. Real needle in a haystack situation for us. It's amazing. More than uh, three hots and a cop, for sure. <laughs> uh, Chandler, we got a ton of submissions. What do you think made your stand out? Well, I think Brock's a great story. Like for me personally, it stays away from Mahomes or Kelsey. I, I think I liked uh, Kelsey, how much you can save. I was trying to get that to work, but we're just tired of all those commercials. And, uh, you know, I think there's more room to root for the Niners and... Brock Purdy's got this cool story. Octopus is something people have hopefully heard of, but it's still kind of in the know. So just fun to say. We can all yell it out when it happens. Uh, do you think you will be placing money on this wager yourself? 100%. Just found out that it's now going to be live in my state. So cannot wait to place that bet. Absolutely. Ha have to bet it. Have you been listening to the Favorites podcast for very long? About three years, I'd say. Uh, do you have any feedback to give Chad or Simon? Uh, I think it's better when they're fighting. The more that Chad is representing the public and Simon can kind of berate him or that contention. It's great. The, the guys do a great job. It's fun to listen to. So, Before we go, do you have a most memorable moment from gambling this season? The Bills at home hosting the Dolphins. I think it was like minus two and a half. Every bone in my body just said, bet the house on this thing. It's the safest bet. And it just, within minutes, it was completely safe. I think we all we all felt that way. You know, it was as Simon says, uh, I believe. And you know, I'm sure you were all over that as well, but those are the best. It makes uh, losing five times on the Panthers feel better when you get those sure ones. So that was, that was probably my favorite. Excellent pandering by you, Chandler, and A-plus job working the Carolina Panthers into this interview. Before we get out of here, anything else you, you would like to add, Chandler? Brock Purdy, plus 220, Super Bowl MVP is the best bet. I'm getting the quarterback on uh, the consensus favorite at just a great number. So I, I would hit that while it's still that high. Thank you so much for your submission. Congratulations on your win. And thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And thanks, Bet365. Can't wait to place my bet on the Baroctopus. Congratulations again to Chandler. Thanks so much to Matt Mitchell for performing such a professional interview. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 is now live in Indiana and Arizona and Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep in hot for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. I will be coming to you live 
in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.